Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. I appreciate the fact that you are listening to this fine podcast. Occasionally on this podcast, I like to give you audio that maybe was on the show that you missed. And usually it's been audio from my own show. Like if you go back through the podcast, you'll see like cool stuff that I did with Steve Stone and Joe Madden. And I got them both talking about hitting. And there was a great episode on that. I got some stuff about pitch framing. I say all that to say that usually the audio is on my of my own show. This time, I wanted to share something that was on another show that I, I had the opportunity, the good fortune to be sitting there while it happened to share. And that's Chase Daniel being on the, the Bernstein and McKnight show. Dan and Connor, they had kind of been, I was sitting there waiting to do my show and we were in a holding pattern because usually I do a transition segment with those guys that starts at 1145. So I was sitting there and the Bears had said that they were going to bring Chase Daniel by. And so we had planned for there not to be a transition segment because it would, it would hopefully be eaten up by Chase Daniel but I was there on standby just in case the thing fell through and I ended up needing to, to be a part of a transition segment. Anyway, luckily Chase Daniel did come by and I thought the content was amazing. I'm not going to run the whole thing, but there, I enjoy hearing smart people talk about football. And when it comes to explaining some of the stuff that, that's done on the field. Chase Daniel is really good at it. Also, with Dan's background as a football reporter, it was fun to hear him kind of go back and forth with Chase Daniel talking about this. So I wanted to share it. And part of the reason I wanted to share it is, while we all try to figure out, you know on my show I did the Is Mitch Good Week, one of the guys that might be able to give us a better answer to that question is Chase Daniel. And in here, the the Bears have talked about this as, as, um, as almost like someone who is advancing in college. So you're hearing terms like last year was Mitch in a 101 class or in like the most basic class. Um, and now he has moved to a 200 level or a 300 level class, which usually you see with, you know, juniors and seniors and hopefully he will advance to a 500 level which be a which would be a master's degree level but i thought it was so good i love good meaty content it's why i love talking to guys like anthony heron for example or olin Krutz, because they can talk about this at a level that is is high but i think they do a great job of making it simple for people who didn't play the game or don't cover the game or don't understand like every piece of jargon that is thrown their way to absorb and take with them. And I think that that's a cool thing. I think it's, it's really valuable. I also think that re repurposing audio is something that we should do more of. Watch me get on my soapbox here for a second. We are an audio medium and I know that there are people who listen 24 hours a day 
and people get frustrated all the time. Well, why are you playing back that Theo Epstein interview? I heard that four hours ago. Here's the thing about that. We appreciate that you listened for 24 hours straight, but that is not how most people listen. And we can take our own experiences and, and use them as proof of this. I don't listen to the station that I work at 24 hours a day. I'm listening to all sorts of stuff. So there may be something that I miss on one of the shows. Like, I'll just tell you, like, my it, here's, a, here's a routine day for me if things are going right. I'll get up around 6 o'clock. I'll see what's on Channel 9, see how my friends over there are doing, watch the news, and then try and head out to the gym. Usually on the way to the gym, I'm listening to Mully and Haw. And usually on the way back from the gym, I'm listening to Mully and Haw. In the gym, I'm listening to music. I'm listening to DJ Jazzy Jeff mixtapes off of SoundCloud. By the way, Chris Tannehill has a mixtape, a bunch of them on SoundCloud. You should check his page out because he's amazing. Any hoozle. I'll listen to Dan Levitard's show for a segment to see what he's doing. My point is, is that even someone who works at the score, I don't listen to the score all the time. I'm listening to other podcasts. I'm listening to radio shows from around the country, depending on like who the Cubs opponent might be or or who the Bears might be playing. Like I might listen to the fan in Milwaukee for a segment because the Cubs are playing the Brewers or the Bears are getting ready to play the Packers, whatever. My point is, is that I don't think that we as an industry do a good enough job of repurposing sound. And what I mean is, if there's something good, it should be shared. Now, the way that we share it, is that's up for debate. I have moved away from playing full interviews. I don't, I don't know if that's a good idea. When I was a producer, I didn't like it. As a host, if there's something that is highly newsworthy, I think a lot of times like a Theo Epstein interview is highly newsworthy, then yes. But overall, I don't. I'd rather have my host, I'm putting myself in the producer chair for a second. I'd rather have my host pick out some things that they thought were interesting and then react to it. For example, last Friday, the Theo Epstein interview that Mullane Hall did was really good. There were three specific things that I wanted to hear him talk about and then react to. So we cut those and then brought them back. I know that this, you're like, wait, what is this? A, am I going to hear from Chase Daniel? Is there going to be some Bears content in here? I'm giving you a little bit of background before I give you the, the Chase Daniel content. So in here, I didn't take the entire interview because the entire interview is not really germane to my point, which is Mitch growing from a 100 level to a 200 level to a 300 level and hopefully to a 500 level. Uh, at some point in his career as the Bears quarterback. But I wanted to point out to you that we have a lot of good stuff from day to day on the station. And I think that we can do an even better job of bringing it back, whether it's stuff like this that Dan and Connor did or my stuff with Joe or when Mully and Hogg get John Paxson on or whatever, whatever it is. I think that we could do a better job of repurposing it because you'd be shocked at how many people don't didn't hear it. Like you didn't hear it live. Like I 
I know this because I get a chance to see the ratings and I know what, what our audience share is. So I know that there are people who are listening at nine, but not listening at 12. There are people who are listening at nine that aren't listening at 930. There are people who listen at 12 that don't listen at six in the morning. So what's cool about podcasts is, is that I can go back and you can listen to something like this for whenever. While I was sitting there, I was sitting there in the golf cart listening to Dan and Connor talk with Chase Daniel and I I was riveted to it because I was hearing really smart football, like well thought out football that has to do with how we discuss football. You'll hear Chase Daniel get a little bristled in here. I'm not sure that he quite understood what Dan was trying to tell him. I think Dan was saying, look, I don't know how much of this is real when I see a still photo of a guy who's wide open and Mitchell Trubisky not being able to find him. And I think that Chase got a little territorial on that question. That being said, his response to it, his answer to it, I thought was really good and I thought very genuine. So I wanted you to hear this. I wanted you to hear some of the things that that Chase Daniel feels is important to the development of Mitchell Trubisky as a quarterback and some of the questions that you might have, like, why why was Trey Burton open on that play and Mitch didn't see him? And what do, what do the Bears do when they run across that in film session? What things do they take away from watching a game that we don't necessarily take away? It's super smart football. I think you'll enjoy it. This was a little snippet of Chase Daniel with Bernstein and McKnight. Yeah, listen, it, it is it is definitely 202, some 303, and I think that's a um, a very good sign, especially for Mitchell and just his growth from, from last year at this point where he was learning the offense, transitioning to this year where he is running the offense. There's a big difference as a quarterback. He's making protection checks. He's checking hot routes. He's throwing the ball hot. He's just seeing the whole field so much better. He's not just focusing in on one side of the field, and I think that's – that's a huge deal. And I think the relationship in the quarterback room between myself, Tyler, and Mitch, I think that is really tight. It stayed the same going on year two. That's very important for the starter because he knows what we, what we, you know, Tyler and myself bring to the table. And so our relationship has gone a, a lot deeper, a lot tighter, and that's just going to help us in the long run. He seems like he's really intensely football-y. And when he speaks publicly, he's very careful. And there's a lot of words there. I don't always get a lot of substance, and I don't know if he's being guarded because he's, he's been warned against things and just not putting something in the bloodstream that's going to allow us to feed on it like piranhas and, and, and take things out of context and ruin his life. But is, the, is, there, is there more there? Do you see it? Do you see a, a, a different guy than we see? You know, he, he's very serious about football. And, um, you know, when it's time for football, he's all football. When it's time to have some fun, he's out there cracking jokes with the best of them. So uh, he definitely probably puts on a guarded persona for you guys. Um, but I, I think, you know, I, I watch all his press conferences. I watch all his, his stuff because I want to see what he's saying. And he's saying all the right things. And But the thing is, it's not just the right things. It's things that he means. So it's not just like, hey, 
he's not talking what he believes in or not talking just fake stuff like some quarterbacks I think do. Uh, he really truly believes it and means it, and I think that's really good. And our team sees that. Our team pays attention to all that things. What is a telltale sign of a quarterback who's talking about things he doesn't believe in? How can, how can you help us sniff that out from other squads in the NFL? You know, I, I think um, the genuineness of, of guys um, goes a long way, especially with the media. Okay. Um, and, and so uh, at least, maybe it's just a sixth sense of mine. I can spot um, if a guy is genuine, if he really truly believes what he says or he's just up there saying, oh, yeah, we're doing that, we're doing this, you know, so forth and so on. So uh, I know for a fact, I can't speak for many other quarterbacks, but I know for, for, for a fact Mitch is probably one of the most genuine guys I've been around. Where are you at in this offense? You know, so much has been on, like, Mitch needs to get to 202 and some 303. Like, I would imagine this it's evolved some. Do you feel like you could teach the course on your own, or are you getting wrinkles that you get to learn too? Yeah, listen, I'm going on the seventh year yeah. of this offense. Um, and, and so, you know, me as a competitor, I try to find when Coach Nagy is installing, I try to find one little nugget that I haven't heard going on seven years um, so to try to get better. And sometimes there's not, sometimes there is, but I, there's no question in my mind that I feel like I could teach this offense. Um, but what I want to do is I want to continue to grow as a football player and I want to continue to grow as a teacher because that's sort of what I am with Mitch. And so I'm trying, I'm, I'm locked in just as much as anyone else in the insults. I follow a lot of the X and O guys on Twitter as some you know, stuff way over my head, even as I'm trying to understand route combinations and concepts and not every, every little last term, but some of the, the, the really good video snippets that are done. One thing in common in some of Mitch's mistakes last year, and I'm not even necessarily talking interceptions, there's something about the U tight end where it's almost like he's wearing a cloaking device where we see him at the end of a play standing by himself and something in Mitch's processor just didn't see him come open at the right time. What is it about the offense? What is it specifically about some of the Trey Burton or the, or the, or the move tight end routes that may, make him so easily overlooked? Well, I'd say, first of all, easy with what you watch on Twitter. No, I, I'm, I try it, to be very careful it, about it. It's on Twitter for a reason. Some of these guys haven't played the game. I get all my X's and O's from Facebook. There so. you go. Even better. <laughs> Facebook or Instagram. That better gab. Twitter, yeah. right. um, but, but I would say that a lot of these, quote-unquote, experts that post. And I, listen, I've seen it. I'm a Twitter guy. I, right. I like you know, to see you know everything that's what I'm out talking there. About. I know exactly what's out there. And, you know, I, sometimes I just don't think it's fair when some of these guys break down plays where maybe, like in your saying, the U tight end is the third or the fourth option. Mm -hmm. Or based on coverage what we're taught as quarterbacks to not go there. Yeah, it's going to be open. Yeah, we're going to see it on the little tablets that they give us, and we're going to try to run the play again. But I find it hard in a game of 70 snaps to, to single out one play, spend 10 minutes on it. Well, so-and-so should have thrown here because he was open. Well, you know, he wasn't the first read sometimes. So, I mean, sometimes he is, and sometimes we miss plays. We're not perfect human beings. We try to be. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of these that I'm seeing, and I know the game of football, I've played it 11 years. Some of these are like, it's it's cover two. There's no way he would ever go there. He's open because he's thrown the ball. Like, or a guy fell down. Exactly. Yeah. And listen, without a doubt, we are trying to figure that out on the screen. Like, hey, like maybe there's something they haven't shown us that now we now this U tight end needs to become our first read. Huh. But um, you know, in a game and, and during the process of 70 plays, if you miss one snap, it's just like sort of that next play mentality. So there you have it. Chase Daniel talking about, hey, yeah, we see some of that stuff too. Sometimes we see a 
Mitchell Trubisky play that might mean we miss something in our preparation for a team that we can then use the next time that we play or another look uh, and, and say if we see a defense like this in another game, we might be able to open up Trey Burton or who, whomever is going to be open to, to to make a play for him. Really good stuff, really interesting stuff. And you could, I, I don't know if you heard it, but I heard a guy who's going to be a coach someday. Did, didn't you? I, I heard Chase Daniel put his hat in the ring to be somebody's coach at some program because the guy truly gets it. And he's got some personality to boot. And and I do think that we're seeing some of those guys pop up in the NFL now, which is good. Like Matt Nagy, like Sean McVay, um, even Cliff Kingsbury. Like, geez, man. I don't know if that guy can coach, but everyone loves the way he looks. But we're we're seeing guys with some some real personality along with great schemes around the game. And I think Chase Daniel would fit into that very, very well. I hope you got something out of it. I appreciate you listening. Wow, something cool for you tomorrow. If you want to hit me up on Twitter with some thoughts, at Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can find me. My name is spelled L-A-U-R-E-N-C-E. All right? Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.